Guys, we have the Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight, January 10th, Monday, 7 p.m. at The Stand, NYC, 116 East 16th Street. We also have a show January 24th, 7 p.m., January 28th, 11.59 p.m., Friday night. Also, February 7th, 7 p.m., and February 21st, 7 p.m., all at The Stand, NYC. Check the link in this YouTube video, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast as well. Okay, enjoy the episode. So I have the UConn basketball game up here on the screen. They're playing Seton Hall. For those of you who don't know or you've never listened to this podcast, what's up? Ted Jones World Podcast here, episode 202, I believe. I did go to UConn, and I was an athlete at UConn. I played tennis there for two and a half years. But the difference between, like, the tennis team and the basketball team was significant. Like, the whole reason... There was even a tennis team was because of the basketball team, like men's and women's basketball team and also football team. A few other sports teams just bringing in revenue to uh, the school in general, because as you guys can imagine, it's pretty hard to make revenue off of the tennis team, even though they were like maybe like probably 200 seats around the like tennis court center. But anytime people were coming to the matches, it was free. So um, thank you, basketball team, for being fresh when I was there, freshman year and sophomore year. So freshman year, I was there 2010 and 2014. We won the national championship in men's both times. So the UConn women's basketball team won it my freshman year as well than my junior year and senior year. But the basketball team really did bring in a lot of money. And it was funny how, like, the Nike contract that paid University of Connecticut for, like, for Nike to be the exclusive gear of all the UConn sports team, like overlapped to the other sports team, like being on the tennis team at UConn, like we were by no means top, like close to the top 25 in the country. We were probably around like 50 or 60 at best, but we got so much gear. And that was also like one of the draws that I had to UConn. I was like, all right, well, this is like a big time sports school, pretty close to New York city where I was growing up at the time. So, you know, it had its perks being close to the city and uh, I had a great time at UConn. So the UConn basketball team is still killing it. They're down in overtime right now to Seton Hall. But we'll keep you updated on the final three minutes of this overtime. And if you guys are listening to right now, you already know what the actual ending of this game was. But guys, Ted Jones Comedy Show tonight. Check the link in this video to see the lineup and ticket link. It's going to be an amazing show. I cannot wait. And check this link um, in this podcast for future Ted Jones comedy show dates in January and February. We're going to keep it moving. And, uh, you know, I freaking love doing it like 19 degrees outside today, something crazy. But when I was actually at UConn, it was like kind of the same weather. So I've been used to living in the cold for freaking 30 years now. Never really spent that much time in Miami other than when I go visit my dad for a week or two down there. But like that's the extent of like warm weather. All right, guys, damn it, we're down four points here. But being on the tennis team at UConn, we did get to do a lot of cool stuff. You know, I will say we were traveling. We were treated very well. And the dynamic of being on a sports team in college, I think, was great. You know, I instantly had a group of like 12 guys that I could call my friend. And I wasn't on, excuse me, I wasn't in a fraternity in college, even though I felt like I maybe would have had like enough time to balance the two. But usually being on the road and having all these obligations, it was tough to kind of join a fraternity. Not saying that I wouldn't have joined one, but I don't know. I feel like I look like more of a lacrosse player than a tennis player, which is a bit that I do on stage, you know. And also freshman year in college there, sorry, excuse me. It was sophomore year in college. I hosted the freshman 
the annual freshman athlete talent show where basically all the freshmen from all the sports teams had to do like an embarrassing dance or like a skit or something like that in front of the entire student athlete population. So that was a nice little bit of hosting that I got early on back when I was like 18 or 19 years old. I remember I got so wasted for that gig because I was so nervous. It was crazy. You guys remember Burnett's, that vodka? Probably some of the most toxic vodka next to like Four loco that you can buy. I downed probably like eight shots and then just went out and hosted the event. I think it went pretty well. Like people said I did a great job, but like I just cannot imagine drinking that much before <laughs> a hosting gig or like a set like back then. I don't even know what I was thinking, but I think the alcohol for the most part loosened me up and I drank so much in college. It was crazy, especially like the Four loco before they took out the extra amount of caffeine that used to be in the Four loco. Like if you had one and a half Four locos back in 2010, 2011, like you could almost die. You're for sure blacking out after that one and a half Four locos. And like anybody who was able to down two Four locos is an absolute champ. Considering the bottles were, I mean, the cans were 24 ounces of Four loco. Like, that's an insane amount of just, like, it was just, like, punch drink. And Four loco I feel like, became less hot when they took out the extra caffeine in there. But, yeah, 24 ounces. You, I remember, like, we would get all different sorts of flavors. We were like, oh, cherry, watermelon, and they all just tasted like death. Like, you'd have a sip of it. It'd just be, like, gas in a can with the, maybe the slightest hint of watermelon. And then you wake up the next day, and your whole body just turns into, like, a gassy watermelon. Not, like, you know tooting out your butt wise gassy but i'm just feeling like you're gonna be sweating watermelon four loco for the next 72 hours it's crazy how well i was able to handle a hangover back in the day compared to these days like last week last friday it was new year's eve took me until at least monday night so like 72 hours before i fully felt like back to normal back to not being hungover like it took it Two nights of sleeping at least nine hours to get it out of my system. And then by the third night, you know, packed on some sleep too. But like alcohol just, it's a lot for my body. My body. I mean, you guys let me know, tedjonesworldgmail.com. How do you react to alcohol? Like I can smoke weed all day and I'll barely feel it the next morning. And then by like the afternoon, I'm cool. Maybe it's because like my tolerance is high because of smoking weed, but like, I don't know. I feel like also there's not poison in weed. So <laughs> that'll help in general. So some lighter news, guys, some national news. KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. You guys are not going to believe this, but Kentucky Fried Chicken are sampling their vegan chicken nuggets all over the country, all over the UK. I'm really excited to try some. I Next time I pass by a KFC and I see that they have vegan nuggets in there, you guys don't worry about that. I'm going to go in there, try some. I imagine they'll be good, and it's just so much better for the environment and us as people. And if they can make a chicken nugget that tastes just as good as the chicken from KFC, like you can't really taste a difference, like why wouldn't you choose the vegan version? You know, it's better, better for your heart. Listen to your cardiologist. And also, if your cardiologist is not a vegan, like come on, bro, what are you doing? You know, I remember I had a dermatologist once and he told me that the stuff that I was eating had no effect on my skin. Unless like I was eating pizza and some of the pizza grease like went on my cheek. Like, dude, what? We know that's wrong. Things that you do internally to your body will affect it externally. Okay? I'm not even a doctor and I'm telling you that. But if your cardiologist is not a vegan or rarely eats red meat and rarely eats chicken, it's like, what are you doing? Who are you listening to? 
You know, I think a lot of respect does get put on people who just have the doctor tag in front of their name, which they should. They go through a lot of school. They learn a lot of shit, take a lot of tests for sure. But like how many different types of doctors are there? goes without saying that there are a lot of doctor degrees and you just got to listen to the right doctor. But that was a bit of a tangent. I was talking about vegan meat at KFC, which I'm looking forward to trying. If you guys try it, you let me know. Let me know how it tastes. But I'm excited to eat some of that. So Australian Open coming up within the next week. And you guys know Novak Djokovic, number one player in the world, is unvaccinated. So for a few days in there, he was like having trouble getting a visa to get exempt from taking the vaccine but it looks like he is allowed in for the australian open a lot of the players aren't happy about it because he's not vaccinated but him getting an an exemption for the vaccine i don't know how does that look for the tennis community and then how does that look for australia as a country like allowing specific people to be exempt for from the vaccine Novak Djokovic, obviously a very healthy athlete. He's vegan as well, takes great care of his body. But, like, if everybody has to get the vaccine and Novak Djokovic doesn't because he's the number one seed, number one seed, seems a little bit unfair. But um, I'm interested to see how he does in the tournament. And if he wins the tournament, is there going to be huge backlash? I think, in general, him playing in the tournament, there's going to be a lot of backlash. Because, like, think about Kyrie Irving. He's only allowed to play on the road now. And there's talk about him coming back to New York, but like he wasn't going to be playing in the NBA the entire season. And then like things came down to the wire with the Nets not having enough players. So they brought in Kyrie Irving. Um, Are we going to become more lenient in this country towards unvaccinated people? I don't think any time within like the next month or so, because we're waiting for this Omicron virus to kind of dissipate, which it has. I think like the last week it's been, I haven't heard as much news about it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe I haven't been paying so much attention to like the news, but I, I think it's, it's been a little bit less, lesser so of the case the past week. Hopefully that shit gets out of here. PS5 gaming virtual, re, virtual reality. I was talking about this a couple of episodes ago. Once we start having real life graphics in VR, it's going to be like tough to tell the difference. I can imagine in five years, how far down the line we're going to be in terms of VR and how similar it's going to look to real life. It's going to be almost scary where people aren't going to even want to like, people aren't going to want to take off their virtual reality headset. Imagining it's sleeker. The graphics are better. It's just going to be fun to be in the metaverse. Go to like a comedy show in the metaverse. Maybe you'll meet some people. Go on a date in a metaverse, I think, is one of the crazier things. If you guys run it back to like episode 68 or something, I did a, a, a date on the podcast, like through Zoom. So you guys can check that out, like a virtual date. But like virtual reality date is going to be one of the crazier things. If you imagine you both are like in your apartments sitting at a dinner table and you just put on a headset and then you see the other person, that's going to be freaking wild. Like, think about how amazing the graphics got between 2015 video games and then 2020 video games. So you guys can imagine from, like, now, PS5 VR from 2022 to 2027, it's going to be a different ball game. I also think it's going to be a different ball game in terms of crypto, but I've been talking about that for a very long time. And right now, crypto being at a bottom point, Mike Novogratz, the chairman of Galaxy Digital, thinks that, Bitcoin's going to bottom out at 38,000. He's been a big proponent of Bitcoin for years now, as well as like Tim Draper. Michael Saylor's company, 
MicroStrategy has been buying the dip. So, you know, it's interesting to see a handful of people buying the dip and really understanding the economics of Bitcoin and how gold has really done just about as well as <laughs> Warren Buffett has the past 50 years, which is crazy because like, I mean, the ups and downs of gold, you know, like even in the last five years, gold has not done well. And then like Warren Buffett's portfolio has slowly went up in an increase. But it's crazy that the last 50 years they've been um, hand in hand. So is that like a coincidence or is that a sign for now it's time to switch to digital currency? This is supposed to be a big year for Bitcoin. You know, I don't really, uh, I don't really have a forecast for the future, but I imagine this year it's going to be over a hundred thousand once governments get more involved. UConn basketball down by one point, four seconds left, three seconds left. God damn it! And we just got the ball stolen. So now Seton Hall is up by one with two seconds left. That looks like it's about to be it. But UConn basketball, you know, has always been fresh. So um, we'll take this loss on the chin and then uh, win next week. Also, I saw that UConn for the first two weeks of second semester, I don't know if they like pulled this back, but they had said that the first two weeks of the January semester, which is supposed to start on Monday, we're going to be from home. So I'm not sure if they rebuked that statement and now kids are going to be back in school. But like, I can imagine too, if I was a student and I was paying student loans, I'd be pissed if the first two weeks of the semester in college, when I only have how many semesters in college? Eight, right? The first two weeks of a 10 week semester, I have to spend at home. Just not, it's not fair. I think like this university should give back some money to their students. They think about how long it takes to pay off student loans. I'm sure. I mean, if you guys have student loans, you know, some people don't pay off their student loans. till they're 45, 50 years old, 40 at the earliest. I mean, it's tough. You have payments every single month interest. And it's not like an asset. You know, you have to pay it back. And oh, there you go. Getting sent to the line. Seton Hall up by one. But being on the tennis team at UConn was fun. Traveled to places like Army. We went to Florida, Puerto Rico, all over the place. Stony Brook, Florida. Did we go to, yeah, Florida, Orlando. Uh, but had a great time at UConn. And I wouldn't change my college experience for anything. I almost did go to University of Miami. But the thing was, when I went down to Miami, I had met with the University of Miami coach. And I wasn't even going to really play in the lineup. If I were to play in the lineup, you know, if I was good enough by the end of sophomore year or junior year so like while Miami was a tempting thought just because just because of the weather the environment the team was more serious I wanted to play day one and going to UConn I was able to play day one on the tennis team because UConn tennis team is not as good as the U Miami tennis team would I have liked to maybe go to Miami see what the alternate universe looks like absolutely I think that'd be crazy if I ended up going to the University of Miami would I be living in Miami right now freaking brokering real estate deals dude getting a tan i don't know crazy there's so many different paths that you can take in life that will lead you to other directions but there are also a lot of paths that are probably closed off to you this would be crazy right now here one second left heave down you need a three-pointer my g is that a good oh no we lost to scene hall scene hall in jersey by the way so now uconn wasn't even ranked this game now they're for sure out of the top 25, 10, and 4. But UConn was fun, except for it was in the middle of nowhere. There was only like three bars, so you can only go to a bar if you're over 21. And they've had this thing called Nickel Night. And when I was under 21, it was like easier to get into the bars. 
like right when it first opened. So Nickel Night would start at 6 p.m., no joke, and go till 7.30. And Nickel Night, I know it doesn't make sense that it was called Nickel Night, but you can get four drinks for a dollar. So right after practice, like practice would end at 5.30, my buddy and I who were on the tennis team would sprint back to the dorm, take a shower, and then sprint down to the bar to be like first in line. So we'd get there at 6, and by 7.15, I'd be wasted. And then by by 8 p.m., sometimes I'd, no joke, be asleep in my bed, passed out with my shoes on, with the lights on. It really did happen like that. And any time you'd go to one of those bars or like a frat party in the middle of winter, there's no shot you'd ever bring a jacket cause, just because like the body heat in one of those basements or the bar just have you dying. You'd be schwitzing your butt off. And then usually those frat houses were like a couple miles away from where our dorms were. And this is back when Uber really did not exist, especially in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut. We're talking like 2011, 12, 13, and 14. There was no real like automatic Uber service. I imagine now it's way easier to get places, but we would rely on sober rides. And sometimes getting home from parties, like it'd be 1230 and sober rides would be coming like one every five minutes. And the sober rides can only hold four people. And when there are 50 people waiting to go, it just like got way too long in terms of like waiting. So sometimes my buddy Ryan and I was on the tennis team. We would run home like two miles in 20 degrees, jeans, boots, and just a t-shirt wasted. And then we usually run to like the nearest Domino's or like Wally's chicken there. Stop for like a quick (laughs) fuel and then go home and pass out. That was those, those were nice nights, you know, like passing out, wasted, drunk, with your shoes on and the lights on at 8.30 could be good because, like, the next day you wake up, you got a full day. It's not like passing out at 2.30, you know? Even though 2.30 might be the time you want to go to your dentist. Pause. Got it? Tooth hurdy. That was a banger, kid. But, guys, we have shows coming up a few times in January. And as I'm watching this right now on the TV, oh, my God, I've never even seen an Oculus commercial. They're showing one right now. But once these headsets get a little bit thinner, I might even think about getting one. It's just right now, I don't want to buy one of those clunky headsets, and they're like 300 bucks. So we'll wait for the newer version, and we'll see how it is. And as soon as KFC comes out with that vegan chicken, I'm going to have some and let you guys know how it is. The last time I even had chicken was on this podcast. No joke. I believe it was episode 13. We did a Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich. So you guys check that episode out after this one to find out which sandwich we like best. If it was the Popeye's chicken sandwich or the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Did I say Wendy's? I hope not. No, it's Popeye's versus Chick-fil-A. And that was the last time I had chicken. So people do ask me how long I've been vegan. And it's been about two and three quarters of a year. So we're approaching three years in July. Yeah, three years being a vegan in July. Have I enjoyed it? Yes, absolutely. People ask, Ted, would you go back to not being vegan? I feel like at this point, we've gone too far. I've talked too much shit here about being vegan. I can't just go back to eating chicken. As I've said in the past, I feel like I am in the best shape of my life. So why would I go back? Huh? Why would I go back? Guys, check the link in this video. This Apple Podcast, Spotify for the 
Ted Jones Comedy Show tickets tonight, 7 p.m. Can't wait to see each and every single one of you guys there. We have an amazing lineup. Can't wait to lol, smile at you guys. And we will be throwing Ted Jones Comedy Show t-shirts out as we do every single Ted Jones Comedy Show. It's going to be lit. We'll see you guys tonight, all right? And if you guys are not in New York City, you guys just check out the Ted Jones Vlog Comedy Shows. We'll have that comedy show up within the next week or so. But also... Stay tuned. We post videos to the Ted Jones World YouTube channel Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. All right? We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.